You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Good afternoon. Welcome in once again. Jimmy B and TC on the air with you here on a Tuesday live from the studios for one more day before we're going to be out and about tomorrow as we'll be making our way to beautiful Exile Brewing Company tomorrow afternoon on your drive home from 4 until 6 o'clock. A live event at Exile, Jimmy B. Looking forward to that. The 25th anniversary of the Des Moines Menace. Coaches, players, yep. they're going to be on hand. But, hey, more importantly to uh, me, being being cheap like you as you've rubbed off on me, 25-cent <laughs> Ruthie's. That's right. You're for, buying, right? Tw- You're for, buying, right? For that price, absolutely, I will. First 250 <laughs> pours of Ruthie tomorrow from 4 until 6 o'clock, just 25 cents. Uh, I might just get a get a 12-pack, Jimmy B. You know, give him a $5 yeah. bill. Here's your tip. And away we go. We're, we're going to have a good show tomorrow with the, with the Ruthie flowing. <laughs> That's going to be great. Going to be a really good time. We have a great show for you today as well. Alex Halstead, uh, 24-7 Cyclone Alert, will be our guest at about 4.20. At uh, 5 o'clock, Rick Heller is going to join us, University of Iowa head baseball coach. They get ready for Big Ten play starting with a 9 a.m. game tomorrow morning. Woo! That's early. And Zach Reimer at 525 on Major League Baseball uh, coming up then. Uh, man, that is an early game, Trent. Look, I know they gotta, I know they got to play the games and they got to get them all in and it's double elimination, but 9 a.m. to play a baseball game? Well, Jim, that's uh, the way the schedule is. So th- this is the way the schedule sits for tomorrow and the next day in the Big Ten tournament as they try to get four games in each and every day. So, yes, 9 a.m. start for the Hawks in their matchup against Michigan. After that, then you get a 1 o'clock start. So you figure a uh, college baseball game, maybe a little over three hours, something like that. Game two scheduled to start at 1 o'clock. That'll be Purdue against Ohio State. Iowa will take on with a win, the winner of Purdue-Ohio State, with the loss, the loser of Purdue-Ohio State on Thursday. Then 5 o'clock for game three and 9 p.m., for game four, and if they get behind schedule, Jimmy B, Illinois and Indiana, they're going to be playing well past midnight. Wow, that's incredible! It's kind of like the basketball tournament, yeah, where you have a game scheduled to tip at like nine thirty, and then it doesn't tip until ten thirty. <laughs> Woo! This could be this could be some late night uh, happenings going on in Omaha. Yes, it, it very well appears to be that way in Iowa, with a big opportunity in front of them now. Jim, there's no doubt they still have plenty of work to do to be in the NCAA tournament. I think there's a lot of people out there. Now, of course, they win the whole thing. They get the automatic bid. They will be in the NCAA tournament with that. But you you look at the power numbers, the RPI, a couple other analytical numbers that are out there. They're not great. And if they just Mm -hmm. look at that, if, if it's like the NCAA basketball committee once was, where, you know, it was pretty simple. They looked at kind of RPI and a couple other things, and that was about it. And then they just plugged in the teams from there. If they do dig deeper, though, into this Iowa team, and they look at the schedule that they face this year, how stacked the Big Ten schedule was that they face, how many of the good teams that they saw throughout the season, series wins against Michigan, against Nebraska, the split against Indiana, win against Ohio State, beating Oklahoma State, one of the top teams from the Big yes. 12. You know, if, if they take a real deep dive into that, I think you're going to see Iowa maybe sneak in. But they can't go to Omaha and go 0-2. They can't afford to to drop out of the tournament early. they got to have at least a couple of wins. They go 3-2 and 
I, I would think they're going to be on the right side of the bubble, but just getting to that three, that's difficult. And this tournament, Jimmy B, Iowa's had a lot of success. Rick Heller's done a great job yep. with the teams throughout the years. In fact, making the tournament each and every year. But uh, what they've been able to do when they've got there. Still with that, Jimmy B, you, you look at it and you look at this Iowa squad. Boy, in what was expected to be a rebuilding year, if they get in as an enlarged team, what an accomplishment that would be. I agree with you 100%, and you're right. They weren't supposed to be in the mix like they have been. You're right about the RPI. Trent, I felt that the uh, the, the bad performance that they had at Northwestern near the end of the season mm-hmm. really, uh, really set them back. Uh, they took care of business against Penn State, but the Northwestern, that was really problematic for them. And if memory serves me correctly, their RPI is past 50 now, is that correct? Yeah, I, th- I see it at 66 here today. Now, 66, okay. Now, the good thing is they're going to be playing good teams, but everybody else that's playing yeah. is also going to be playing good teams for the most part. That's going to be vying here, and you're going to see you know, a team that, that's maybe deep down in the ACC or the SEC make a run in their conference tournament, maybe be a bid sealer. You'll see that. You know, some of the mid-majors that have, you know, I look at at something like, well, we talk about the American Athletic Conference in basketball, but the same thing in baseball. Of course, you got Wichita State there. You think they're very good. Actually, not a very good year for Wichita State standards, but, you know, that could be one where you get a surprise team that wins that. Houston's still going to be in. South Florida's still going to be in. Those bid stealers. So a lot's going to depend on what happens Mm -hmm. across the country here this weekend, too, but I was in some good shape. And a great story also, Cole McDonald making his way back. He was been their number two starter, a kid from up in my neck of the woods, in fact, where my parents live in New Hampton. And uh, he was looked like out for the season. When you hear ulnar nerve in the elbow, Jimmy B., I, I think we all know where our mind goes. It's Tommy John surgery. He's already had Tommy John yes. as a high schooler, but he was able to come back since he's been back. His velocity has been as good as it is. He hit 94 miles an hour with his fastball his last time out. If McDonald's right, I think they can cobble enough together. They got some guys that can eat some in- innings. You know, Judkins out of the bullpen. Nicky Nelson, kid from West Des Moines Valley. They have enough that I think they can do it. Very opportun- opportunistic offense. Jim, the way Heller has had this team year after year, just ready to go. Five consecutive years in the Big Ten tournament. On the surface... That might not seem like a real big deal. But how about this, Jimmy B? I win the 13 previous seasons had made two Big Ten tournaments. That's incredible. I mean, when you go back and you look at it from that aspect, uh, what Heller has done, it's a hell of accomplishment. I'm sorry. I couldn't pass uh, it up. I, uh, I, I just I couldn't. I couldn't let it go. Uh, it's, it, it, it was like the softball, and I just hit it out of the park. Okay. So from from that standpoint, though, and you look who what he lost last season, and I think mm-hmm. you hit the nail on the head where I think a lot of people felt, okay, they're going to be 500 or better, but they're not going to have a chance to be an NCAA team. They're a year away. And here they are, Trent, once again, with an opportunity. Now, we're not saying they're in, and I believe you're right. They've got to they've got to beat some teams here and, and advance in this tournament to have a chance. They they can't go 0 and 2. They're they're done if that happens. But from the aspect of what Rick Heller has accomplished at the University of Iowa, cold weather in the Big 10 and get the kind of talent that he continues to get 
It's an incredible and amazing coaching job. Rick Heller, he'll be joining us at 5 o'clock. We'll talk about the baseball squad, what's going on in that early start tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. It'll be on Big Ten Network, as all the games with the Big Ten Tournament will be on BTN. So uh, we'll enjoy that and have a chance to be watching the Hawkeye baseball squad. I don't even, I I was trying to think back, I don't even think I played a Little League game at 9 a.m. Probably not. uh uh-uh. uh no they didn't, they didn't have clocks probably back when you were growing up. Well no it was a no it was a, 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 a it was a sundial right but from but from that standpoint yeah I I think I don't think the games began until 10. All right Jimmy B from the Hawkeye side of things let's jump over to the Cyclone side you mentioned we got Alex Halstead joining us here in about 10 12 minutes we'll talk with him a uh, little bit about everything going on in the world of the Cyclones but as uh, we get closer and closer to the final decision for everybody that has their name in the NBA draft, does it feel like there's a, a better chance that Lindell Wigington, he stays in the draft than when this thing all began here a couple months ago? You know, I, I know that he's continuing to get workouts, and we got to get into that with Alex if he's heard any rumblings. But to be honest with you, teams will work out guys and say hey yeah yeah you look pretty good and then a couple of days later they're going to say but not for us um to me watching wigginton play he needs another year in school he's not going to make a roster he is a g league guy and he might even struggle there for a little while I, I just believe that with the game that he has right now and his God-given talent, that his game will be so much better, Trent, and adapted to the NBA rigors by the time he completes his sophomore year than after his freshman year. I, I think that what it would take, obviously, for him to, to stay in the draft would be frankly, an assurance that he's going to be drafted in the second round. That, yes. That's the thing. I don't see anybody giving an assurance that he'd be a first-round pick if that would be the case. I mean, that's a no-brainer. You go in, you take the guaranteed money, and you go from there. But if he gets an assurance that there's a, a team willing to take him in the second round, give him a two-way contract, then that's something that's going to go. You know, it was when, this, when he first announced that he was going to test the NBA process and, and go through workouts and those kind of things, I looked at it. You know, 95-5, 90-10, that he was going to be back in Iowa State next season. Now is it is it 70-30, 80-20? I mean, it, it's, it appears that there's at least a better chance than initially there was. I still don't think it's better than 50-50, but I think that mm-hmm. it, it is increasing as he's going through more and more of these workouts. I'm with you. Uh, look, you get great feedback, just like we talk about Tyler Cook, same deal. Great feedback when you get workouts like this. Not being invited to the Combine uh, probably was a little comeuppance for both players. And then when some guys backed out and their phone didn't ring uh, either, it went to Edwards and Haas out of Purdue. I, I just think that, okay, they're getting looks and they're, and they're getting feedback but neither guy, I think, really is capable of making a roster as we speak today. Another year in college basketball, a dominant year by both players in their respective leagues, Big Ten and Big 12, and I think now they'll be ready then to make that jump 
but but not in my estimation. Look, you know, I've seen a lot of lot of NBA players mm-hmm. and a lot of guys who think they're NBA players, and when they think they are, they are not. And I can tell you right now that as of today, Cook and Wigington are not NBA players. Doesn't mean one more year and their game improves and they know what they need to work on because they got all that valuable feedback by the workouts that they had. The difference is this, and the difference is if a team falls in love with you and if they say, even though we're not going to draft you, you can come to our camp and try to make the squad as a free agent, is that good enough to entice Cooker Wigington? I don't know. Probably not. I, I, I think you have to have the assurances of a two-way deal. I, I think that's, sure. that's the baseline that you have to start at, not just an opportunity, hey, we're going to bring you into camp and you can play on our summer league team. I think you need yeah. more assurance than that for both of those guys. But uh, we are getting closer and closer to decision for both of those guys, announcing if they're going to be back for Tyler Cook at Iowa and Lyndall Wigington at Iowa State a little over a week away from that final decision. So, Jim, uh, with that, speaking of the NBA last night, we we almost got a good game. I, I got home yeah. after my baseball game last night for the fourth quarter, so I was able to see that. Celtics tried to make a little bit of a run, but uh, just another dog. I mean, LeBron, so, so good, so talented. Oh, God. And He's Trent, it's it's must he's must he's must watch TV. He really is, and the guy has his ball has the ball in his hands for the Cleveland Cavaliers eighty percent of the plays. It's amazing. He brings it up court after a missed shot. The rebound ball immediately goes into LeBron's hands. He brings it up again, sets everybody, gets people going off the fast break. And last night with Kevin Love in foul trouble early in the game, and he sat a lot, uh, LeBron had to do more offensively. Now they got great help from Kyle Korver of Pella, and at 37, the dude is still lights out behind the three-point line. One of the best shooters uh, behind the arc uh, the NBA has seen. So it's it, it's for me... It's must-watch TV because does LeBron get help from the supporting cast or does he have to do it all on his own again and score 44 points again in order for the Cavs to win? 44, and maybe he'll get 54 the next time out. Who knows with LeBron? What a performance that was, Jimmy B. And love watching him play. He is uh, so entertaining to me, just the way that he controls the game, controls the pace, does Frankly, whatever he was does out there. Now it shifts back to Boston for Game 5, and are you betting against LeBron at this point? I, I tried to tell you after the first two games, both you and Ken, oh, look at the Celtics, those young legs, the old calves. I tried to tell you uh, never, never said that. that never bet against LeBron. I agree. I, I absolutely agree with you, Trent. Look, this is... Just because they were down 2-0 didn't mean the series was over. You and I had a conversation about how bad Boston had been on the road. They never won a game against the Milwaukee Bucks in Milwaukee in in the uh, previous round. Mm -hmm. So from that standpoint... Look, NBA NBA road games are extremely difficult, totally different than the NHL or in the NFL because 
people are so far away from you. You hear noise, but it's not the guy talking about your mama right in your ear from three feet away in those most expensive seats that you can buy. So from that aspect of it, the NBA is so much more difficult to try to win a road game. But I can tell you this, and now that it seems that Cleveland has kind of figured out a way to defend Boston a little better, they proved that in the last two games, held them under 100 points, that I think that Cleveland will go into Boston Garden and be a lot more confident and trying to take that game when we get to Game 5, which is coming up in a couple days. And tonight it'll be Golden State facing off against Houston. Anything here, Jimmy B, are we just looking more of the same? It's baffling to me how these games continue to get great ratings for as bad as it's been. Well, it's because it's driven by the players. You know, you turn on to watch LeBron James. You turn on to watch Steph Curry go off. See if James Harden can carry uh, Houston. If Chris Paul can ever get his head out of his backside and start to play like the Chris Paul that we have seen in the past. Um, I hope we get a compelling game tonight, Trent. I really do. I would think that after getting your butt whooped by 41 points in a championship playoff conference game that you would at least have the decent respect to try to perform a little better so i hope we get that game tonight i would love to see a compelling game in the last five minutes of something that we really haven't seen yet all we can do is hope at this point in time yeah we don't have to hope anymore we got alex halstead coming up on the other side we're talking cyclones with him as uh the Series of stops across the state have been happening. We'll get Alex's thoughts on some of the information that has been trickling out on that. Get his read on Lindell Wigington and a whole lot more. Here with you until 6 o'clock tonight, Jimmy B and TC on 1700. Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG. Simple enough. The Des Moines Menace soccer season is right around the corner, and we have a big event to kick things off on Wednesday, May 23rd at Exile Brewing Company. It's the 25th anniversary of the Des Moines Menace, and they're celebrating in style. The first 250 rupees poured will be just 25 cents. Jimmy B and TC will be broadcasting live from Exile May 23rd to kick off the Menace season. Tickets, giveaways, players and coaches on hand from the Des Moines Menace. All at Exile Brewing Company. May 23rd from 4 until 6 o'clock and 25 cent Ruthies. Crack open a Ruthie today! Enjoy your exile! Sponsored by Dell. During Small Business Month, Dell is offering up to 40% off select PCs with 8th Gen Intel Core processors. Call 877-BY-DELL to speak with a small business technology advisor today. a $10 cash card when you spend 30 on these great deals and more at your neighborhood CVS pharmacy. This week only, stock up on Snuggle Fabric Softener for just $2.99 and indulge in select L'Oreal Age Perfect Facial Care just $13.99. Restrictions apply. See cvs.com slash weekly ad for details. Oh, 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 visit CVS. 
And now, an ad from Dad. Save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Yeah. Tell you another way to save money. Don't buy those uh, expensive coffees every morning, you know. Then you can save up for a, I don't know, really nice dress shirt. I'm just saying. It's great that you feel comfortable here at work, but, you know, an adult could walk in. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online, washersystems.com. I was driving in my car and I smelled a number five with fries. Mm-hmm. Hadn't stopped for lunch, made me realize it was just my ride. No. But with a new Febreze car, I got it under control. Walk to prevent suicide. Join the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and participate in an out-of-the-darkness community walk. Register for a walk near you at outofthedarkness.org. Suicide takes an enormous toll on families, friends, co-workers, and entire communities. Walk to raise awareness. Walk to raise funds for research, education, advocacy, and programs to support people impacted by suicide. Walk to save lives. Go to outofthedarkness.org today. Guys, Trent Condon here again for New Leaf Wellness. Warm weather is going to be here before you know it. And if you added some pounds during the winter, New Leaf Wellness can help you. Great treatment programs designed specifically for you. I'm on the GAC and Mick. It has helped me not just lose weight with my energy level. No more lulls in the afternoon. Give them a call today. Set up a free, no obligation consultation. 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Let's feel better together with New Leaf Wellness Centers. Hey guys, Nate Adams. Buying jewelry can be scary. When I was ready to propose, I went online first. But then I stopped by Christopher's Fine Jewelry. Christine showed me the four C's and helped me understand what I was buying. I got a ring that my wife loves to this day and a relationship with a local jeweler that is so important. If you're ready to propose, go to Christopher's today. Stop by today to see the many unique rings in all price ranges. Learn more at Christopher'sJewelry.com. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, welcome back in. We roll all the way till 6 right here on the Big Talker 1700. Uh, a little cyclone conversation right now. Uh, Alex Halstead, 24-7 cyclone alert. Always a guest with us here on Tuesday. 
Welcome, Alex. And let's begin. Trent and I had a conversation about Lindell Wigington. Have you uh, been able to ascertain anything at all on how some of his workouts have gone? We haven't really heard much about workouts, and, you know, Steve Prohm has kind of not really said much either. He's kind of just kind of said the generic stuff about how they're being patient with his decision and all that. Uh, you know, he's had three workouts now. I think last we talked, we talked about the Lakers and the Atlanta Hawks. He's also worked out for the Los Angeles Clippers, and it sounded like he could have a couple this week, but this would be the last week, you know, once you get to next Monday being a holiday, and then, you know, really Wednesday, I think he's got to make that decision. So this will be the last week for workouts, and there's a chance he could have a couple more. But Perlman has kind of been in the dark about that even a little bit, it seems. Um, his dad, you know, Wendell Wigginson's dad is handling the workouts. And so we haven't heard much from that camp. And so all we know right now is that he's had three, and he could have a few more this week before he has to make a final decision next week or, I guess, anytime between now and, and next Wednesday. Are there growing concerns that there is a possibility? It felt like pretty much a slam dunk that he was going to be back when this whole process began. And and at least to me, on the surface, it seems like maybe there is a better chance, still not a great chance, I don't think, that he'll keep his name in the draft. Do you feel kind of the same way, at least maybe a a better opportunity for him to stay in? Yeah, I think it's at least grown a little bit. I think when, like you said, when it first started, everyone's like, okay, he's just going to test the waters like, you know, like some of these other guys that you see go and you're like, you know, they're going to come back. And and once he didn't make the combine, I think you saw a lot of comments even from fans and stuff would say, okay, now he's for sure coming back. But, you know, he's had the workouts, and, and I think the longer it goes, the more a little bit nervous at least fans get. I don't know if I, how Iowa State feels for sure. I think they definitely think it's a possibility. Um, but Steve Prohm's kind of said the right things in terms of you're not going to say that, you know, you don't think Lindell should go pro. So he's been saying the right things in the sense of kind of, talking about how he wants Wendell to do whatever best for him. And so um, I think there's probably, like you said, a growing sense the longer it goes. And if it, if it goes through the weekend and we get to next Monday, and there's still not an announcement. I think fans are going to be really kind of – you're probably a little bit nervous into those last 24, 48 hours if he hasn't decided by then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think they. I think you're right about that. Look, I, I stated earlier on the show, in my estimation, and I've seen a lot of players, he's not ready yet, and he'd be better off returning for his sophomore year. But if a team falls in love with a player and tells them, all right, we're going to grab you in the second round, uh, Trent talked about two-way contracts. If he's offered that, do you pretty much think that he'll stay in? I think there's a growing chance that if he was a decent pick in that at some point in the second round, that there's that chance. You know, I think I don't know. I'm sure you guys have had people on to talk about Tyreek Cook, and that one actually feels similar in the sense of it almost feels like maybe you know if he got picked and was guaranteed some sort of money in that second round, you know, by a team, maybe he's feeling that same way. And I wonder if that's how Lindell thinks. Just, you know, we've always talked about how that second round doesn't have guaranteed money, but more and more teams are signing guys to two-way deals or giving them guaranteed money out of, through the G League. You know, the minimum, um, I think, in the G League now is $75,000, and that's not quite what those players on that level want to make. But I think more and more of them are, are willing to take their chances. When you look at this year's draft, there's already more underclassmen that have signed than picked, signed with agents, I think, than picks in the draft, and that's not even counting the seniors coming out. And so there's more guys that I think are going pro, signing agents, knowing that they might not get drafted, uh, might end up overseas or whatever. But the one, the one differentiating thing with Wigington, though, is he's only a, a freshman. I mean, sometimes you see guys come out of their, after their sophomore or junior years, they're kind of just sick of the college and they want to make some money 
Lindell would just probably have to do one more year. I, I don't think any of us are crazy enough to think that if he comes back this year, he's probably going to be gone next year just the way he's gone through this process. Well, speaking of Cyclone basketball, possible changes on the bench, Alex, says. Looks like Shaka Smart closing in on hiring Iowa State assistant Neil Barry. What can you tell us on that? Yeah, so I first heard about it uh, yesterday, and you know when I first heard that they were closing in on him, uh, I was pretty caught off guard. You know when you just think about Neil Barry's background, you know he's been with Prome really along the way. I was he's he's been at a few other stops, you know Western Kentucky and um, South Carolina that did involve Prome, but. You know, he was at High Point and, and all those things. You know, he came with Promo when he first got to Iowa State. He wasn't even an assistant. He was, you know, kind of in that operational type role. Right when T.J. Osselberger left, it didn't take very much time for them to hire Neil Barry. So he, it's always, he's always been a Prome guy. So that's why it kind of came out of nowhere for me. But everything I've heard is that this is probably going to happen. Uh, it's not just them closing in on him. I think it's more so they have closed in on him and they're in the final stages of you know, making that happen, it could happen as soon as, you know, sometime this week. So all signs are that Prome's going to have an opening to fill on the staff and um, add a little bit of a different dynamic with Neil Barry going to an in, in interconference school, I guess, in the Big 12 at Texas. And the one connection, though, that he does have at Texas um, is, um, is the assistant there. You know, he coached for him at South Carolina and Western Kentucky. So, you know, once you look into it a little bit more, there's at least some connections there, but not the news that, you know, I kind of expected as we close out May. Uh, but I talked about on the show the way that you earn your stripes, so to speak, is to move around. And we saw Tom Herman uh, leave Iowa State, go to Ohio State. Then he got the job at, at Houston. Then he moves on to Texas. And that's just the way the coaching business is, correct? Yeah, I think that's right. And uh, especially you know, the main comment I see from Iowa State fans, who I don't know if I would use bitter as the right word, but maybe shocked and you know, wishing he would stay is, you know, Texas has kind of underperformed under Shocker Smart, but you know, I think Shocker probably still has a few more years, and I think there's job security there, and I don't think coaches probably think about that. It's probably a factor, but not a huge factor, you know. I think right now at Iowa State, you know, Barry's making $220,000 the last year, and he's going to probably get a, a significant pay bump at Texas, I would assume, and beyond that, beyond the money, I think it's just, like you said, a, a, kind of a different place to be. You know, when, when you look back at T.J. Otzelberger, when he left Fred the first time, he went to Washington, and the reason he went to Washington partly was because he wanted to get more experience. You see a lot of people eventually, by the time they become a head coach, they've been to a lot of stops, and I think that was a big thing with T.J. when he left was he didn't just want to always just have coach under Fred. You know, people want to see what you can do with different things, and so he ended up coming back to Iowa State and got the job, you know, where he is now, and that could lead to something else. And so I think you just see assistants move around a lot, and I think the timing isn't great because, you know, there's only a month now until the – really about a month now until the July evaluation period. He's kind of just started, you know, hitting his stride, I think, in Minnesota a little bit. And so the timing's not great, but that's just kind of what you expect if you're a head coach, that you might have to fill some assistant spots uh, from time to time. You know, you, you mentioned the timing of this and the difficult nature of that. Does that lead you to believe that they look at an internal candidate, you know, somebody in basketball ops, or do you still think this is going to be a full-fledged nationwide search to, to bring in that third assistant coach? Right now, I think they would probably go outside the program to to hire the that spot. You know, when you look at in, inside the program, you know they they have uh, Dave Hobbs, who's their operational guy, but he's in his upper sixties and he's been a head coach before at Alabama. He's he's obviously well versed, and he, they rely on him heavily, especially with their shooters to help them with their their shots. You know, he he's got you know some stories written about him. I think 
when Monte was here about working with Monte on his shot. So he's well respected, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I don't know if he probably is interested in the day to day operations of having to go out and recruit and stuff. And so I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go outside the program for the spot. And, and I would think that there's a chance that there's a connection to Prome when they go get that person. And, you know, I, I've seen some people bring up different names and there's, there's Isaac Chu, I think, who, but he's down at Texas A&M, who obviously has a close connection with um, Kennedy. Prome's uh, kind of kind of brought him along. So I don't, I don't know if that would happen, but I think I've, that's the kind of the main thing I've seen fans try to start to look through is who has connections to Prome. And a lot of times when you bring in a new assistant, especially I think at this stage, there's typically some familiarity, you know, with with either the head coach or somebody else on the staff. So that's how Neil Berry, I guess, got the job at Texas. And so, if you're going to start to put together a list, I'd probably start with, you know, people who have connections to Prome or people within the program. Fair enough. Alex Halstead is our guest, twenty four seven Cyclone Alert here on the Big Talker seventeen hundred. Alex, uh, have you had any uh, information with guys doing their own workouts and pickup games with Shyock and Jacobson? I'm just curious uh, what is kind of filtered back. Well, that's one thing I actually wanted to talk to Prome about tomorrow. I'm going to head to Clear Lake for the last tailgate tour stop, and part of the part of the conversation probably will be about Newberry um, and what Prome will do from there. But the, the other thing I have been curious about is some of those guys and workouts. Um, particularly, like you said, Shayok and Jacobson, because I think they're going to play uh, big roles next year. And I, uh, the only thing I've really heard uh, about both of the, those guys, I guess, first was Jacobson, is that he's really surprised them. When, when he got to Iowa State, I think they recruited him as this you know, tough physical rebounder. When he looked at his numbers at Nebraska and, and talked to people who covered him at Nebraska, that was kind of the scouting report on him, is he'll come in and, and he's not afraid to kind of get down there and, and um does a lot of work on the boards, you know, when you looked at his numbers. But Steve Prohm has talked about how they've gotten him here and they've got him into some of those workouts, and they've been really surprised, I think, by his offensive game. But I think they expect a little bit more from him offensively than I think most people probably thought they were getting in him when he came from Nebraska. And the other thing that you've kind of heard about Sayak, I think, other than the fact that he'll probably start, you know, right away, is that, you know, one term Steve Prohm has used with him is that he thinks he has all Big 12 potential. And that I'm really interested to see, but the thing I want to talk to Prom about a little bit tomorrow is how much is the shot improved, because what we know about Shayok and what we saw, especially at the Cap City League, um, is that he, he can drive to the hoop and get to the rim, but he wanted to focus this offseason on his three-point shot, I guess I should say throughout the last year on campus, on his three-point shot. And they might need that you know, next year, because outside of Wigington, assuming he comes back, there's going to be some questions about where their perimeter shooting comes from. Alex, uh, saw your article up today at CycloneAlert.com talking about Bill Self and who's he uh, looking to to maybe challenge the Jayhawks next season. Of course, mentioned Kansas State with a lot of returning talent there, but also brought up the Cyclones and uh, talked a little bit about the recruiting class, what they did. Some nice accolades coming from Bill Self. Yeah, and it's always hard to read into you know this time of year when coaches making comments because obviously they're always saying positive things. And Bill Self's always, for the most part, said pretty positive things about Iowa State and I think even Steve Prohm in recent years but I, the main thing I thought was interesting out of it you know, this was on uh, com podcast with Andy Katz was that he, he obviously started like Houston with Kansas State and said that that's who he'll probably vote for number one because he can't vote for Kansas and that makes sense with they returned pre- pretty much everything from an Elite Eight team that didn't have Dean Wade so I think a lot of people think Kansas State's going to be good but then the other team he, I mean, he ended up going through and mentioning Oklahoma and West Virginia stuff later, but it just mostly quickly passing by. The team he's really spent a lot of time on were Kansas State and then Iowa State. And the main thing he said about Iowa State is that 
they had a down year last year, but you know you can see that if they return for those four starters this next season, that he thinks they they could be pretty good. And I think you know I don't know if they'll make a run at a Big Twelve title, but I think they could be you know mid mid part of the conference if and that's the big if they do return those four starters with um, you know obviously Lindell Wigington being the, being the X factor, but. You bring in those starters, you add in uh, the number 27 recruiting class in the country, plus Shayok and Jacobs that, that Jim talked about here a minute ago. They could have a pretty formidable team, but if you don't have Wigginton, I think that changes yeah. the whole dynamic. And so you know, even Bill Self's comments this week kind of hints on that decision we're waiting on with Wigginton in the next seven days. Um, take me to football. And I read something today, and I thought it was pretty interesting. The attendance was nearly 58,000. Uh, for this past football season, a 10% jump. With the team that a lot of Cyclone fans believe that will be on the field this coming year, in your estimation, will they surpass that this coming year? I think they definitely have a shot. I think uh, last I heard their, their season ticket numbers were, I think, already up. So, you know, when you look at their season tickets, I think they have like 12,500 that are allotted for students that always sell out because you've, you know, it's basically only a third of your student body. I think they typically, with season tickets alone, they typically have passed 45,000 at least. And so I think they're on pace to do that again. So you already have kind of earmarked 45,000 seats, and you just got to, you know, I think the number you, that you mentioned there was 58, so just another 13. And the, the, the big thing for them is going to be a lot of their games. I think while last year, most of their, like, four of their final five games were on the road. This year it's flipped where, like, four of the final five are at home. And, Weather could play a part, but they go by tickets sold, and I would think they'd be in good shape. And the big question would be, what what does their record look like going into the second half of the season? Because we know that it's pretty front loaded schedule with you know Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, TCU, and Oklahoma State, or TCU and um, West Virginia up at the front of that schedule. And so they got to really kind of I don't know if fans are going to fall off necessarily, but they probably got to you know kind of get through that first part of the schedule unscathed and keep those hopes alive for a strong run in the back half. Hey, uh, Alex, uh, one more on the football. Having a conversation right now with Alex Halstead, 24-7, Cyclone Alert. More football. I'm just real curious uh, because there's been the, the way too early polls that are that come out. and it, They always crack me up, and it makes for, I guess, sports talk radio comments. So I'm going to I'm going to give you those. I've seen a couple of polls where Iowa State has been ranked uh in like 21, 22 right in there. Are you buying into that at all or are you more like you just talked about their schedule? Okay, let's wait and see. Well, I think they can I think they can end up there. I don't know if I if they'll be there right away, although they might have a better chance of being there at the start and then you kind of see how those first few weeks go, but like you said, they play. I think Oklahoma their third game of the season, so they they don't get much of a lead in after um, you know South Dakota State and then Iowa and then Oklahoma is kind of how they start. So that's not a very good good way to start, or not the easiest way to start. Um, but yeah, I have seen them there. I think the other number I've seen is over under six and a half. I think I'd probably pick the over on that one. That one's probably a little bit easier for me to predict than the, where, where they might be ranked. But we saw where they were ranked towards the end of last season. But the big question is, like you said. What's their record coming out? You know, are they three and three midway midway through? Because obviously you're not ranked in the top twenty-five there, so that schedule could could hinder them being ranked. But last year it wasn't really how they started as much as finished pretty well on on those road trips with Texas Tech and Baylor, and um, then obviously lost to Kansas State on the road. But 
last year they, they fared well in the back half, and that's kind of what they're going to have to do again. And I think they could end up in those lower 20s again, but it would be interesting to see where they start because you know we, we've seen a couple different Big 12 teams in those various polls. Some of them have Iowa State, and some of them have like a, like a Kansas State in that lower 20. So it's going to be interesting to see when, the, when those official polls come out which Big 12 team they pick in that bottom. Uh, yes, the uh, on the Cyclone tour, tailgate tour that they're on right now, and you're going to go to Clear Lake tomorrow. Uh, I'm I'm assuming it's been highly successful, right? Yeah, you know this thing is actually really taken off in recent years. I went to a tumble last week. Those day ones aren't as big. You know, they're kind of more the quick lunch ones where you know people are coming from their lunch break and stuff. But these night ones have been pretty big. I went to Clear Lake last year and at the Surf Ballroom, and um, I mean there are hundreds of pipes five, six hundred people there, and those night ones can get pretty big when they're in Cedar Rapids or Clear Lake or or some of those different stops. And so I think one thing Jamie Pollard talked about is just he thinks it's – he actually brought up with Cyclones.tv uh, it's not as much about making money off it, which obviously they're not with this, but more so about, you know, um, marketing the program. And he thinks that's what Cyclones.tv has done, and I think that's the same thing with, with this tailgate tour. Alex, you're heading home, right? Heading back to uh, God's Land, North Iowa. Yep, yep, I'm from, you know, Mason City, and uh, so that, that's one of the reasons I always make that trip, because I, I know the, the drive north on Interstate 35 pretty well, so <laughs> always just one of the easier trips to get to is that Clear Lake stop. I know it as well, Alex. Uh, made that trip plenty of times. So what's the hot spot? What do you got to hit when you go back to uh, Mason City, Clear Lake? Well, that, I was trying to think about that actually earlier today. Um, it's funny, because Tommy Burt's... Uh, <laughs> He's his uh, he has family back there too, so he goes back. That's one of the trips he always goes to. But he he always tells me he goes out to Perkins, and I'm thinking you got to go somewhere a little bit more original than Perkins if you're going back. And um, Northwest Steakhouse, I think obviously a lot of people talk about. I don't know if I'll make it over there, but I was trying to think about that earlier today. Where I need to stop if I'm going to make that trip tomorrow. <laughs> it's always good, Alex. When we catch up with you, you have a great trip uh, and enjoy it. And we'll uh, talk to you next week. Yeah, thanks, guys. Hopefully I have something to report from that next week. Yep, it'll be interesting. That's Alex Halstead, 24-7 Cyclone Alert. A quick break, and we're coming right back, everybody. Right here, it's the Big Talker 1700. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards from brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. Sponsored by Serta. There are two kinds of mattresses. The comfort of Serta and everything else. Save up to $800 on select iComfort sets. Visit Archer Home Center in Adel or SertaRetailers.com. Tonight's forecast, partly cloudy skies, mainly dry here, but some thunder showers up to the north, low of 64. Partly sunny, warm, and mainly dry on Wednesday with a high of 85, and Thursday even warmer with upper 80s. I'm Local 5 Chief Meteorologist Brad Edwards. Summer is coming. Time to turn off the TV and turn on a clever little app called Audible. With Audible, you can listen to the stories you love while doing the things you love outside. You know that place you're supposed to be in the summertime. For just $14.95 a month, you get a credit good for any audiobook, 
If you don't like it, exchange it anytime. Or roll your credits over to the next month if you don't use them. So get up and get outside with Audible. Start a 30-day trial and your first audiobook is free at audible.com. Terrace Hills Golf Course is home to the four-and-a-half-hour guarantee. Are you tired of playing golf courses that don't care about speed of play? Then make a tee time at the beautiful Terrace Hills Golf Course weekdays before 2 p.m. and weekends and holidays before noon, and they guarantee you'll complete your 18-hole round of golf in four-and-a-half hours or less, or your next green fee is free. Terrace Hills Golf Course. Make your tee time now by calling 515-967-2932 for Terrace Hills Golf Course in Altoona. The Des Moines Menace soccer season is right around the corner, and we have a big event to kick things off on Wednesday, May 23rd at Exile Brewing Company. It's the 25th anniversary of the Des Moines Menace, and they're celebrating in style. The first 250 rupees poured will be just 25 cents. Jimmy B and TC will be broadcasting live from Exile May 23rd to kick off the Menace season. Tickets, giveaways, players and coaches on hand from the Des Moines Menace. All at Exile Brewing Company. May 23rd from 4 until 6 o'clock and 25 cent Ruthie's. Crack open a Ruthie today! Enjoy your exile! At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind. And our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. On behalf of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention Iowa Chapter, thank you for your support in 2017. The Central Iowa Out of Darkness Walk at Ankeny's DMAC campus raised over $75,000. These funds allow our local volunteers to create and maintain support groups for those who have lost someone to suicide, implement education programs in colleges and high schools to prevent suicide, and advocate for new legislation to strengthen mental health care in Iowa. Please check AFSP.org slash Iowa for more information on our 2018 fundraising events, including campus walks and out-of-darkness walks across Iowa. The American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, Iowa Chapter, online, afsp.org slash Iowa. All of us parents have heard about skyrocketing college tuition costs and staggering student loan debt for graduates and naturally wonder, what can you do? We can help. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. A 529 college savings plan allows parents or relatives to set aside money for their future college students and possibly save on taxes too. With an automatic monthly savings plan, this makes for a simple and steady way to add to this account. For information, visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440 Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. 
called New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, we are back. We have another hour coming up. Don't forget, Rick Heller, Iowa baseball coach, is going to be our guest coming up right at 5 o'clock. Zach Reimer will join us at about 525 from SB Nation on Major League uh, Baseball. Trent, I don't know if you happen to see this yet or not. What do you got? But the uh, Oakland Raiders making a trade today for the New York Jets quarterback, Christian Hackenberg. Mm. So I know that when John Gruden, remember when he did the quarterback camp and all the guys would come in and he'd pick their brain? It was pretty interesting on TV. He loved Christian Hackenberg. So I don't really know who backs up Derek Carr. I'd have to look at their roster and and see who it is. But Christian Hackenberg is now going to be an Oakland Raider. How long will that last? You, you see, I don't know Christian yeah. Hackenberg becoming a a pro anytime soon. I'm not quite not there. according. I'm not either. Uh, not a, not according to what we saw when he was with the New York Jets. Right. So this ought, this ought to be pretty entertaining, uh, to say the least. It's too bad the Raiders aren't hard knocks. You know, I I get it with Cleveland and. With Baker Mayfield and Tyrod Taylor and how they have kind of tried to change that team around a little bit so they can be competitive. But, man, I think the Raiders and Hard Knocks, that would be absolutely unbelievable with John Gruden there as the head coach. A disaster made in heaven, something like that, right, Jimmy B? <laughs> Are you, Perfect. Did you like Gruden on Monday Night Football? I thought he was uh, all right. I, look, I'm not one of these guys that, because I'm in the business, I'm not one of the guys that's, oh, God, I hate that guy on TV. Oh, he's terrible. Because I'm one of those guys that you probably dislike. I, I, yeah, so, of course. Yes, yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't like judge guys unless they're just totally awful. Just, just, just like the worst broadcaster and, and, and you're shaking your head going, why did ESPN put this guy on? You, you know, I, I, I think I watched, and I'm sure you saw this as well, several years ago, Steel Jantz was the quarterback for Iowa State. They went to UConn, and Jantz was terrible in the first half and then really good in the second half, and they came back to win. And the guy who did the play-by-play in the color, it was an ESPN game, were just awful. Absolutely awful. I, I don't. I don't think I've ever seen those two guys again. So, and I can't remember who they were. I just remember that particular game. And like I said, Trent, I'm not a guy that picks apart the broadcasters uh, unless they are just dreadful at, at what they're doing. I'll pick them apart if need be. People uh, pick me apart, and I'm okay with it. So I do the same. Yeah. I, Gruden never was my cup of tea. He was fine in small doses, but I, the love affair that some people had with him, I, I certainly wasn't. I wasn't in that boat overall. Hey, back on the sidelines, uh, 
this doesn't seem like it's going to work, right? I mean, being alone yeah. for this long, God, I, I, I'm not a big believer Who knows? that Gruden's going to be a big winner going forward in the NFL, but we will see, Jimmy B. We will see about the 5 o'clock hour. we got a busy one coming up next here as we'll kick it off with Rick Heller, the Iowa baseball coach. He's going to join us talking some Hawkeye baseball. They get ready for their first game of the Big Ten tournament tomorrow in Omaha, bright and early, 9 a.m. Not the bright and early that Jimmy B. talks about. No, really bright and early. 9 a.m. for a baseball game against the Wolverines. Also, Zach Reimer will be by from Bleacher Report. We'll talk some baseball with him of the Major League Variety. All coming up next here on Jimmy B. and TC. Hey, it's Bill Ryder. Nice to be talking to the home crowd again in central Iowa, where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right on you, 5 to 9 p.m. weekdays on Des Moines Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Hey, guys. Nate Adams. Buying jewelry can be scary. When I was ready to propose, I went online first. But then I stopped by Christopher's Fine Jewelry. Christine showed me the four C's and helped me understand what I was buying. I got a ring that my wife loves to this day and a relationship with a local jeweler that is so important. If you're ready to propose, go to Christopher's today. Stop by today to see the many unique rings in all price ranges. Learn more at Christopher'sJewelry.com. The Des Moines Menace soccer season is right around the corner, and we have a big event to kick things off on Wednesday, May 23rd at Exile Brewing Company. It's the 25th anniversary of the Des Moines Menace, and they're celebrating in style. The first 250 rupees poured will be just 25 cents. Jimmy B and TC will be broadcasting live from Exile May 23rd to kick off the Menace season. Tickets, giveaways, players and coaches on hand from the Des Moines Menace. All at Exile Brewing Company. May 23rd from 4 until 6 o'clock and 25 cent Ruthies. Crack open a Ruthie today! Enjoy your Exile! At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. 